0: elections. It is time now for us to receive what thus saith the Lord from our pastor, Bishop H.M. Johnson, Jr.
1: We ask that you receive him with uplifted hands and a hearty amen. Amen. To our prayer blessings to our guests this morning, I, I too am so glad that one day he laid his hands Amen. on me. Amen. Psalm said I was deep in sin, but the Lord had mercy upon me, and he laid his hands on me. I know He laid His hands on me because He filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And He allowed me to know that He is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have a greater understanding this morning for what we know as palm Sunday, amen, us as you all can sit down, I have a greater appreciation for this day because this was the beginning of Passion Week, this was the beginning of the time that the Lord Jesus Christ came to suffer and die that we might have a right to the tree of life. It was more than just the cross. He made his triumphant infantry entry into Jerusalem to die and to stand trial for us. And a lot of folk have no idea really what Palm Sunday really means. They don't know what the palm really stands for. But I thank the Lord that I know this morning that he died that you and I might have a right to the tree of life. I know that the Word of God says, Surely he have borne out griefs and carried our sorrows, carried from Judgment Hall to Judgment Hall, had his back laid open, that you and I might be healed of our sins. That's why the Word of God says, surely... He had borne our griefs and carried our suffers. He did it that we may enjoy the day that we are enjoying right now. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I'm glad the Lord had the mind to die that you and I might live glad that he took the sting out of death and victory from the grave. I'm glad that I have eternal life in him, because the word of God declares neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby ye must be saved. I thank the Lord for understanding who he is. You know, when we speak of Palm Sunday, we usually can go into the
2: word of God
1: and come up with, you know, that the people cried out Hosanna and they laid out the palm, but I wonder how many folk really know why it was done and the need for it to be done. When we look at the narratives of all three Gospels, the three that we like to use, uh, Matthew, Luke, and John, you can get something out of all three because they are written somewhat, just a little different, the wording like to look at, Amen. some of the wordings, you know, thank the Lord for our little sister being here this morning, that the Lord spared her eyes, we are grateful and we're glad when I look at her, I told Mother Johnson, I said, well, you know, years ago, the scar that you see on my eye, Seated at four and a half years old. I've never seen myself without it. We were going down to the farm that we had in Virginia, and I was looking out the back window, kneeling in the back seat, I understand, and the stern wheel locked. You all know anything about that? These cars now, the stern wheels don't lock them. <laughs> but the stern wheel locked, and the car turned over and rolled down the ditch and turned over mother said three times when it settled the wheels was up in the air and the top was on the ground and uh, I must say if it rolled over one more time it would have killed me but I guess the Lord knew one day that I would be saying what us saith the Lord and the Lord spared my eyes also I thank the Lord that she had her sight and we're certainly going to be praying that Next six months, that everything will be all right, because we believe God. Is that right? The Lord can do it. It's His desire. Before I go into all this, I'm saying this now, so I won't forget later on. Sister Morris, Aunt Morris, going in tomorrow at 8:30 for surgery. and We want to keep that in mind and be praying for her. Amen. All right. In the book of Matthew, we're going to deal with all with three of the narratives this morning. And we want to talk about a mystery man here. Chapter twenty-one, in verse number one, it say "When they drew nigh into Jerusalem and were come to Bethany, to the Mount of Olives, they sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them." Go into the village and over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a coat with with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. If any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord have need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a coat, full foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And bought their ass in the coat and put on them their clothes. And they set him thereon. If you just stop to think about it right here, it shows you the power that God Almighty had, Jesus Christ. This was a wild coat that has never been written. But still, Jesus Christ was able to sit on it without the coat bucking or or, or doing what wild animals usually do. They were subjected to the Creator. That's what man is not. Man is still not subjected to their Creator. Uh, But the animals knew who Jesus was. So they allowed Him to sit right on them and accept his bidding. Let's go a little further. Verse 8 says, A very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees, this is the palm, and uh, straw them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna To the son of David Now some of you that may say How can Jesus Christ uh, Be God and be called the son of God Here I believe he's called the son of David And I believe he's also called The son of Abraham Folks just don't understand Who Jesus is And it says that Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, Who is this? And you will find their true feelings about Jesus. In verse 11, when they said, And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, of Galilee. Now, the carrying out of the prophet Isaiah is in 9 and 9. He said, uh, Behold, thy king cometh. You read it. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Shout, O daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just. See, he's a righteous judge, and he's going to judge the world by the standards of righteousness. And having salvation. Not religion, but he, he came to us that we might have a right To the tree of life. That's what salvation implies. Deliverance from sin, the guilt of sin, the consequences and the penalty of sin, which is eternal separation in hell's fire. But he came with salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a coat, the fold of an ass. Now, still greater cause for rejoicing is the coming of the king not in royal splendor, but in humility. Riding on an ass, Zechariah's prophecy foresees the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem by riding into the holy city in this way. By coming this way, Jesus Christ declared himself to be the Messiah and Savior, ready to go to the cross. He came in in a humble manner. He came in a humble manner, not with soldiers, not with an army, but to explain and to let folk know that his kingdom was a spiritual kingdom, not a worldly kingdom. And his humility, we find brother Paul telling us in uh, the word of God. even the death of the cross. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about Palm Sunday. But the verse that we want to look back is on verse number 10, 21 and 10. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Who is this mystery man? Now, The city was moved. This meant that it was greatly disturbed at Jesus coming into it. Its nerves were on edge. And, you know, folk need to ask themselves the same question. Does Jesus make you nervous? Does the name of Jesus make you nervous? Uh, Some of the people of Jerusalem... Saints seemed to be completely ignorant about Jesus. But they said, Who is this? Now, this is a rather strange question under the circumstances. The the the, the area of the Lord Jesus Christ's operation was small. Palestine was a small place. And and, and, and he had multitudes and thousands had followed him. They had seen him feed 5,000 with two little fishes and five loaves of bread. Uh, His miracles were very famous all over the place. They had seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. Uh, He had spoken at famous feasts all through the Word of God. And even the, 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 the officials of the Pharisees, when they sent them to spy on Jesus, came back and said, Never a man spake like this man. So it ought to be awfully strange the circumstance for them to say, who is this? Now the same thing applies today is what I'm saying to you today. In this day and time, folk go to church for years and years, participate in church all of their lives, and still don't know who Jesus is. He's still a mystery man to them. They, 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 they're still saying within themselves, who is this? Who is this? Now, this ignorance, doubtless, had been because some of these folk was too busy with their merchandise, too busy with their worldly goods, too busy faring scrumptiously, having a good time, eating the best of everything. They didn't have any time for Jesus, uh, his. They, they were too busy seeking the praise of men. That's why you have so many churches today that, that have no Jesus in it. Because people are too busy getting and making reputations for themselves. But Jesus didn't make any reputation for himself. Amen. He, he, he thought it not a robbery to be equal with God. And people are too busy today to praise the Lord because they're too busy looking for the praises of men. Now, now, but who is this? But the word of God tells us who he is. Look through the scriptures, you find out that God Almighty said, this is my beloved son. The angel said unto you is born a savior. John the Baptist said, behold, the lamb of God. Peter said he was a savior for forgiveness. John said he was an advocate with the Father. Paul said he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Who do you say is this morning? The same question that the Lord Jesus Christ asked his apostles. Praise our God. Uh, He said now everybody is talking about who I am, but who do you say that I am? Amen. who can you say that Jesus is this morning? Can you say he's your Savior? Can you say he's brought me from darkness into his marvelous light? Can you say he became a bridge over troubled water? That he allowed me to pass. From death uh, unto life. Can you say this morning that, that this poor man cried uh, and the Lord heard him uh, and delivered him uh, out of all uh, his troubles? Uh, can you say this morning, uh, I have another house uh, made not made, made with hands, uh, eternal in the heavens? Uh, can you say that I know that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord? Who do you say that Jesus is? Ask yourself that question. Who do you say he is? Somebody to buy some Easter clothes for? Or do you say that he is the one that can apply, uh, supply me with a robe of righteousness? Who do you say that Jesus is? I'm so glad that I can say that Jesus lifted me. Glory hallelujah Jesus lifted me I can say Satan had me bound but Jesus lifted me if you don't think Satan had you bound you just look around you at the books you read the, 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 the stories you tell and, 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 and all of this sinful things that you're doing you know what you're doing Going to church every Sunday. But you're not living anything from Sunday to Sunday. I told you before about that song. Amen. It says one day of praying and six days of fun. So your odds of getting to heaven is six to one. You can't keep walking on the wild side. You got to come over here on Jesus' side. Now, when we look at the other narrative here, it's Luke 19, and we begin to look at Amen, the 28th verse. After he had spoke about the parable of the pounds, then he made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and he got on gets on down and says, "This one still talks about the coat and the ass, and we know all about that." But then he says. Verse number 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city, and he wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the thing which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thy eyes. You know, this was, the. the you can call this, Palm Sunday tears, the Lord wept over the city. See, Jesus sees beyond the pleasantries, all the pomp and the patsy they had, all the parades and all the hosannas, the Lord knew that in five days, those same folk that were saying hosanna and, and praise the Lord would cry out, give us Barabbas crucify him. The same folk. Amen. The Lord knew that. So he, he beheld the city and, and so much in the world is superficial. Like all that praise meant nothing to him. See, the pomp and the ceremony of the occasion but Jesus sees beyond this outward beauty. What he sees in the treasures of day makes him weak. And folk are denying the name of Jesus Christ. And they are building in bigger and bigger churches. And they're feeding the community. They are doing everything but telling folk that you must be born again the lord jesus christ did not come down here for you to be a a, a, a a potentate over his people because he said all souls are mine the lord jesus christ came down and died and he told nicodemus in order for you to live like i'm living that you must be born of the water and of the spirit you've got to go down in the name of jesus folk don't want to accept it but i'm going to tell you one day If you don't believe the Lord Jesus Christ, you will believe it when you lift up your eyes in hell. Oh, you're going to believe it then. I believe the rich man believed it when he got down there. And there's no way out of there. The only way for you to escape hell is to come to Jesus now. The rich man you know hell is real. The rich man said, My soul is being tormented in these flings. If he could just get a drop of water on the tip of his fingers, would give him some release. Can you imagine? No, you can't imagine how hot hell is. But you know just what a tip of water is. Now, how how much thirst would that do? Quench, how much of your thirst would that drop of water quench be for you if you just dropped a drop on your tongue? If you was really thirsty, you wouldn't even know it's there. But the rich man said, if I could just get a drop. He said, because my soul is being tormented in these places. And folk just don't want to believe Jesus. They fear that they can come to the Lord and do anything they want. But the word of God tells me that your days are numbered. They're in the hands of the Lord. The word of God said, one day he's going to call and you're going to answer. Ready or not, you're going to leave here folks see and hear the death angel coming down the street every day i know everybody in here knows somebody has passed and that's the death angel knocking on everybody's door but you say it's not for me but one day he's gonna stop and he's gonna knock on your door and brothers and sisters you better be ready to leave here with the lord because he said the day that you hear my voice to harden not your heart all you have to do to go to hell is nothing just don't do nothing about your salvation. The Lord did not give you the time that you have to have a good time. The Word of God said there's a time to be born and a time to die. So there's an interval in between. That interval in between is the time that the Lord Jesus Christ has given you to set your house in order so that when he knocks on your door, you'll be ready to go back with him. But folks sitting back procrastinating, I don't have to do it now. Well, that's the devil telling you, you don't have to do it now. Because the Lord said, the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Amen. You have to hear the Lord. We get so wrapped up in ourselves or our positions and our jobs and our families that we don't need Jesus. But I wonder who woke you up this morning. I wonder, praise our God, what clock woke you up this morning? What radio clock woke you up this morning? I have news for you. Not one of them woke you up. The the Lord woke you up to hear the clock. But we have our priorities all mixed up. Oh, I look so nice. I have my finery. I'm riding a very nice car, but you need to start singing, low down the chariot and let me ride. When the Lord come back, he doesn't care what you're wearing. He doesn't care where you live or where you work. Oh, what you driving? He's coming back for those that have been baptized in his name. Amen. Filled with the Holy Ghost and anointed by God. And I'm talking about the real Holy Ghost. Uh, the kind... But well, we are so proud today. We don't need all of this. Well, tell me, what do you need? Tell me what you need. If you don't need Jesus, what... What and who do you need? Don't, don't, don't let it come out your mouth. I don't need anybody. Because the word of God said in him we live. And move and have our things, And it tells us in the word of God. That all souls of mine. You belong to him. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. And they that dwell therein. If you're dwelling therein. You belong to him. The Lord Jesus Christ breathing into you the breath of life. Then you became a living soul. Amen. Then you strayed away, praise our God, and lost your spiritual relationship with Him. And you died. And you died every day. Amen. You're walking around alive, dead. Spiritually. And you're dying physically every day. Folk don't realize that they're dead. The Lord just Christ said, I am come that you might have life. Why in the world would He say that if there was nothing wrong with you? He's talking about a spiritual life. Because flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Oh, don't let the devil harden your heart this morning. you got to make in your mind that you're going to leave here one day. You didn't come here to stay. And you have no control over when you're going to leave here either. But you need to do something about this interval in between that you have. Amen. Every one of you in have a birth date. Amen. I thank God for mine. I born March of 25th. And after a while, there's going to be another date on the end of that hash mark on my gravestone. Right now it's blank, but one day something's going to be in it because the Word of God said there's a time to be born and a time to die. So the Lord Jesus Christ gave me this interval in between and I accepted him. Now I've been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, saved and sanctified. Folks don't like the word sanctified because it puts you you in a cult or something. Sanctified simply means to be set aside for the service of God. This microphone is sanctified because it's used in His service. This light is sanctified. Those pews you sitting on is sanctified. This Bible that you're holding is a holy Bible. It's all sanctified. It's called the Holy Writ of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's see what else the Lord saw that made him weep. Uh, he, 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 he grieves right now. But your life. Your life is not what he wanted to be, which is a holy life. He's grieving right now and weeping for you now the lord sees beyond the outward in a church you know all the you know prestige that we have in the cities all of the congressmen we have coming around once a year to get your vote but they come to the pulpit and your pastor is the greatest thing you ever see. Then that pastor is the greatest woman. But as long as the Lord let me have breath in me, no politician is going to stand up here. They're not going to stand up here and talk about what they're going to do because they're not going to do anything. They're gonna, I know what they're going to do. They're going to lie to you want to stand up here. You're the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is a marvelous congregation. And you're a wonderful pastor. He don't know anything about me. They don't know how wonderful I am. But this is what you get, and churches will allow that to get what they call prestige from the community. But I want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to preach him and him crucified, Jesus Christ and him crucified, if I never preach anything else. If I preach miracles, this church would be filled. If I preach blessings, this church would be filled. If I preach untruth, this church would be filled. But the word of God said there's a traveler every now and then. Just a few is going to find salvation through the blood of Jesus. But the word of God said many is going in at the broad way. And going to wind up in the books of damnation. But just a few is going to find the way to life. And they're going to wind up in the book of life. I'm so glad that the Lord commissioned me to tell it like it is. Tell you the truth whether you believe it or not. You can't say you didn't get it. Because when you come here, that's what you're going to get. Now I'm not looking for anybody to popularize me. The Lord has proven himself to me. He let me know that I've satisfied him down through these 25 years. Somebody said, well, Bishop Johnson, you've been out there 25 years. You don't have but 135 members. But majority of the seed, when Jesus comes back, they're going back with him. I don't have 5,000 and 10,000 folk and have a taught of church. that is nothing but an arena. Nobody's saying everybody's doing their thing. Everybody's hiding among the congregation. Everybody's going with everybody. Everybody's doing anything they want to do. Praise our God. But when the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. Yeah. Folks don't want to accept the truth. The truth will find just a few. I'm so glad that the Lord had not given me a mind to stretch out this way. Stretch out that way. The Lord has given us what he wants us to have. And I don't believe the Lord sent us over here, praise our God, but just for the few of us. He's going to send folk. He sent them to 4814. When we went in there with nine members, the Lord sent them. And they're going to send them in here. I heard Ella Williams said the other night, say, you're looking at blue seats now, but after a while, you're not going to see anything but faces. And what's going to happen, we're going to have them at the altar calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when the Lord Jesus Christ called back for them, they'll be able to go back with him in the clouds. I believe the brother read this morning in the scripture, I believe uh, Deacon Davis read, say that in the last days of the Lord Jesus Christ himself shall appear with the voice of an archangel. Amen. And the dead in Christ shall rise. And we which are lies shall be caught up to meet them in air. Preachers are not telling folks that now that you got to be saved to go back with Jesus Christ. You come to church every day to make preparations to go back when Jesus Christ comes, and the Lord Jesus Christ is gonna come. He's gonna come back in his clouds and cry, church. But I wanna tell you something. Everybody's not gonna go back with him, cause the Word of God says unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time. Hey. Pray apart from sin and to salvation. Folk go to church, praise our God, and I'm the president of this, I'm the president of that, I'm the chairman of this, I'm the chairman of that, I'm going to raise 10,000 over here and 20,000 over here. Praise our God, you bring in the money, you can do anything you want in the church. Praise our God! I heard him say it one time. Somebody said, "Praise our God! You raise enough money, you can sit up in the choir loft naked if you want to." But that's not what the Lord Jesus Christ said. The Lord Jesus Christ want you. Saved and sanctified. I've never seen a rich apostle anywhere in the Word of God. He said, Now you go out and I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. And when you go to the towns, they don't provide for you. When you tell them about salvation, just shake the dust off your feet and keep on going to the next town. Remember one thing, Lord, I'm with you always, even until the ends of the Word. Tell them e persa. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things that you want shall be added to you. I'll give it to you. David said, I've never seen a righteousness taken, nor a seed begging bread. You can only become righteous through Jesus Christ, who is a seed of the righteous and has justified us by his resurrection. Say he was resurrected for our salvation. Don't let anybody fool you. Your time is coming. You're going to leave here and you don't have to be 80 to die. Folk are leaving here. All ages. Satan is gobbling up the young folk. Amen. And people are turning their backs on salvation. This thing is real. Why do you think of all the books that has ever been written this is the only one that haven't been changed. Satan has tried to change the English a little bit. But this Bible have withstood Satan's, uh, 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 Satan's fire burning through Hitler. Everything else. But David already had the problem solved. But well, he said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Written on tapestry. Down on us on the inside. You don't know how glad I am to be saved this morning. You just don't know. The Lord Jesus Christ sees beyond the outward in your lives. Your false front that hides inward sin. The smile that hides inward tears. Oh yes, he knows it all. The Lord knows when you're putting on a front. The Lord knows when you're trying to satisfy that boyfriend or that girlfriend. When he's already told you to save yourselves from this untoward God generation. If mama don't want to go, don't hinder me. If my wife don't want to go, let me get saved so that I can pray for her. If my husband don't want to go, let me get saved so I can pray for him. But you need to find some praying time because the time is winding up. You can't get away with sin. You cannot sin and win. Think about the books you're reading. I said it before. The lust you tolerate, the words you say, the stories you tell, the lies you tell—all these things bring sudden pain into hell. And the Lord knows our full potential. In verse 42, He said, "If thou hadst known." And the Lord Jesus Christ has said it before: "If thou hadst just known your visitation." But He told Jerusalem. What they might have been. They could have been a city of blessings instead of become a city of war and grief. Jesus knows all of your full potentials too. See, you haven't started to live. Live till you come to Jesus. I believe I heard Ellison Scott this morning saying, He made something beautiful out of my life. Think about it. All of us that are saved and sanctified, we was not like this. We weren't born saved. I was a sinner for 38 years. My God was Satan. My God was, was, was Johnny Walker Black. Amen. That was my God. Jimmy Smith. Lou Rawls. All them folk. I was a jazz man. Loved it. All the records I could find. Amen. Eddie Harris. All them folk. John Coltrane, all them people, they're they're not not foreign to me. I know them, but praise our God. Well, if God says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Praise our God. I don't have to listen to that now. I'm going to tell you something. I got to the point now that all I watch now on, on, on my TV it's the History Channel, and I'm not watching that. I'm watching my old 1938 Cowboys. I'm watching Tex Ritter. Hey, Johnny Mac Brown. I'm watching Buck Jones. I'm watching all of those guys, Bob Steele and the, the Colorado Kid. That's what me and Mother Johnson was watching yesterday. The Colorado Kid. Hey, man, they're riding and riding and riding and shooting and riding and shooting and riding. But at least they're not cussing every minute. They're not cussing every minute. They're not eating up each other every minute. In those days, they didn't even kiss the horses. I mean, they kissed the women, but they and, 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 and kissed the horses instead of the women. But now all you have, and I'm going to close this thing out, is in the bed to jump from one bed to the other, one man to the other. I, I, I slept with my sister's husband. And all that, and Satan has people's minds mixed up out there. No wonder they're talking about an eight-year-old boy and had a gun. What well, if he got it, he didn't have to get it from the family. Get him television. This media, what you have, is a powerful thing. You're talking about being brainwashed. Children see that they don't have they don't know the reality of things. They don't know when you're dead, you're done. They see him dead one day in one picture, and see him alive the next one. But the Lord came to fix that for us. There's a few more things here. Now, the saddest words that can come out of a person's mouth is, it might have been. Think about it. Those of you that drops out of school and say, well, if I hadn't dropped out of school, it might have been, I might have been this. I might have been that. When you see your neighbors that you grew up with, or with degrees, And you're standing in the bread line. It could have been. It could have been you. Now, a great future beats a great past anytime. The Lord desires to give us peace. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. He said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world's peace, but my peace I give unto you. And you gotta, I'm gonna tell you something, that joy and peace comes by the Holy Ghost. You're never gonna have any peace without the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. How can you have any peace without him? You may have a little fun, but that's different between fun and peace. The same folk you have some fun with will blow your brains out the next day. Jerusalem itself means the city of peace. But war was waiting for him. War was waiting for him. You gotta accept what this Palm Sunday means. See, you don't have to stay the way you are. You don't have to stay the way you are. See, you you you're choosing to stay on the pathway to hell. That's your choice. Nobody can make that way. The best we can do is pray for you ask the Lord to give you the mind but you got to make that decision you had nothing to do about how you came into the world whether you came in black or white rich or, short, rich or poor tall or short but it's your responsibility of how you leave, in Christ or out saved or lost determined to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in paradise or with, hell, with Satan in hell that's your choice Mother can't make it for you. I can't make it for you. No preacher can save you. Don't let anybody tell you, don't no, no let a preacher tell you, come on down to prayer line with $10 and I'm going to fix you up. No. No, no, you can't. Salvation is free. By your acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that is not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not of works. You got to make in your mind. You just got to get up and say, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go back with Jesus. I don't care what anybody else say. I don't want to burn. And you've got a choice. You've got to turn or burn. You've got to make that choice. No preacher can do it for you. I can just tell you what the Lord said. Then the rest is up to you. Don't let anybody tell you, Amen, as you're, like you're here in funerals, Do the best you can and God understands. I don't see that in here. Say so you must be born again. Preachers tell, you know, preachers tell everybody, tell every family what they want to hear. You have never gone to a funeral and see anybody go to hell. The Lord loved them, and the Lord took them with him. I don't care how much of a hell raiser it was, so bad that when it came in the house, the dogs would run under the table, but when they're lying down there, you have to wonder, is that the same person that you knew that's down there? It's a loving father loving husband and beat up every every weekend, but he loved his wife so much. Oh, he was the greatest. He was the most to say the least. But I'm going to tell you something. If you don't do what the Lord said to do, I don't care what that preacher said, he can't put you into the kingdom. You got to be born into the family of Jesus Christ you got to follow the prescribed course that Jesus Christ told Nicodemus. you got to go down in that water, somebody's water, in the name of Jesus. you got to come up walking in the newness of life. Then you're tired for the Holy Ghost. You know, the devil have some of us so proud. You know, I was a proud individual. I'm going to close it out. I told you I was about 38 years old, and I was crazy about my clothes. My God, my God. And I'd get down there and Terry and I had my town. I mean, I was clean. It. And I'd get down there and they say, say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And, and, and the missionary got down and opened my town. I told him that's just I this is my towel. I can have my own towel. you have to fool my clothes. did I said, <laughs> you're not know, fooling my clothes. It's mine. The devil's trying to take me out of here. Trying to I am just proud wrapped up in myself. But I thank the Lord that, see, this robe here, it's not going to you. I have another one. That rule of righteousness, which all of you can obtain today by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal sin. That's the first step is to get out of your seat. Come on down to the Lord Jesus Christ and make up your mind.
2: Make up your mind.
1: See, Satan had you blinded. What if God said, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them. He don't want you to see anything. He don't want you to see the cross. He don't want you. The Palm Sunday is not supposed to mean anything to you. But I thank God this morning. That I heard him when he called my name. I heard him. And I came running. Amen. Went down in Jesus name. And began to tarry for the Holy Ghost. And the Lord. filled my soul. Mother, how you feel with the song this morning? How about I heard it? Come on, singer, for the choir help you. Why don't you singing? Why don't you come on down? Why don't you make this day your day to find salvation through the name that represents the blood of Jesus Christ? Why don't you come this morning? Come on, son. Thank the Lord for
2: you.
1: Is there another?
2: I heard him. I heard
1: is there another come on Come, thank
2: you. River,
1: come on, come on. why don't you come? Come on, come on to the Lord. Don't let devil, the devil fool you. Don't let the devil fool you. Come on to the Lord. Don't let the devil fool you this morning. Come on to the Lord. Come on, come on. Come on. Step out on Jesus.
2: Yes. He said, servant, set your house at home.
1: i